On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I give you an update on what's going to happen to this podcast after episode number 52, and I ask for your help. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 39 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. And this episode right here is all about week number 39 in that journey. And I'll I'll start with some honesty. Let's be honest. Right now, I am knackered. It's not even that late. It's like half past nine at night, Thursday evening. Um, but this week I just feel so tired and so run down Uh, and I'll get on to in a minute the reasons for that or at least the reason I think I feel so tired and run down this week Uh, but before I do that what have I been up to Um, to be honest this week has been a very much uh, same as last week just getting on with things Um, lots going on in the business lots of meetings lots of work being pushed out there uh, lots of planning for patter Um, had a few driving lessons, driving is going really well, I still cannot for the life of me do a reverse bay park though, Uh, I will, if you've done driving lessons before, I'm sure you have, I'm sure your instructor told you about different kind of reference points to use on a car, to, um, to know when to turn the wheel for example, at a certain point you would like get to X point, turn the wheel, Uh, full lock and that would in theory reverse you into a bay whilst reverse bay parking now I don't know what it is about it may be my seating position it may be that I'm just using the wrong reference points it may be that I'm not steering quickly enough full lock when trying to do a reverse bay park it could be one of like 10 variables and I'm not sure which one it is but no matter what I do no matter what reference point I use when trying to do a reverse bay park I just can't seem to end up in the lines. Like, I I will... uh, I'll give it, like, six attempts, starting at a slightly different point every single time, thinking, okay, I I missed it the first time around by about half a car length. You know, I'm in the middle of two bays, so if I move myself forwards or backwards by half a car length before I start again, in theory, I will arrive inside the lines. But no matter how hard I try, it's just not working right now. So that is currently the big... Uh, focus when it comes to driving lessons trying to get good at that Um, between just the volume of driving lessons I've been having recently now that there's about a month left until my lesson plus the maybe five six seven hours a week I'm doing driving Richard's car which I'm insured on provisionally I'm getting a lot of time on the road and you know things like confidence observations general judgment positioning speed All of those things are definitely improving um, to the point where I feel almost ready for my test. But there are two big things, two big things that may trip me up on the test. Even the next month, I can't improve on them. The first is the reverse bay park. And the second is just lane position or, or rather lane selection. 
on big roundabouts. I don't know what it is about uh, working out, uh, coming off of a roundabout, working out what lane I need to drift across, feeling safe doing that, trusting other road users uh, are doing the right thing so that I'm not getting in their way and they're not getting in my way. Trying to make all of those different assessments and judgments whilst going at like, I don't know, 25 miles an hour around a roundabout, it just feels fucking terrifying. And again, I think I said this last week, if you drive, this probably sounds ridiculous because I'm sure it does, and even for me, it will quickly become second nature. It will quickly become something that I can do on autopilot and not think about. But right now, roundabouts are scary. So they're the two things I need to improve on my driving lessons, uh, reverse bay park and big scary roundabouts. So that's my driving lesson update out of the way, out of the way even. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, it hasn't been that eventful a week, but I'll tell you the reason why I think I'm so tired. Um, my typical day in the office is, you know, wake up, morning routine, all of that good stuff and then get to the office for around 9am, give or take. Some days it's earlier if we have something on, uh, some days it's later if it's just a blank diary for the day and it's just like a work day, you know, where it's just desk work. I'll sometimes get in a bit later, but generally get into the office around 9am. Um, and I will work through until about 6 At around 6pm, have dinner and then either go to the gym, which is a nice disconnect from working from the office um, or I will just go home and quite honestly do fuck all just kind of sit around uh, maybe scroll on social media maybe watch some YouTube just something like that which is just a nice a nice way to switch off right that is my normal week that is how I normally run things and generally speaking it leads to uh, good sleep I wake up feeling refreshed and all is good But that hasn't been the case this week, and it hasn't been the case for uh, quite a surprising reason, I think, in as much as I didn't expect this one change to my schedule to make me feel so exhausted, but it has. So for months now, since we started even discussing the rebrand to Pata, uh, we have had a consensus amongst us that something that we need to be doing more of is producing video content. It's something that we preach to all of our clients. It's something that we even facilitate on behalf of our clients in certain situations. But video production is not something that we have been taking seriously as a business ourselves. And I think that's a shame because look at the way we consume content online, right? It is predominantly video on almost every platform bar maybe Twitter. And let's be real, nobody really markets via Twitter these days anyway, unless you're an enormous brand. Um, But the point is, we haven't been practicing what we preach when it comes to producing video content. And so uh, recently we've done a a fairly sizable investment into a full um, makeshift studio, shall we call it, in the corner of the office. Um, You know, lighting, uh, microphones, lapel mics, all the wiring, uh, the cameras, tripods, uh, just all sorts to make the best videos that we can for Pata. Uh, But there's quite a steep learning curve to get from picking up this equipment for the first time through to the point where we're able to comfortably and quite efficiently produce video content, right? So, for example, on 
Tuesday, maybe, we published a video about a piece of research that had been published the previous day by Harvard Business Review. So that's how quickly we want to be moving with this content, right? We want to be uh, discovering something, having a thought or reading some research and then turning that into a script, into a video, editing it, compressing it and publishing it within the space of like 12 to 24 hours. And so since uh, basically last weekend, the learning curve that we've had to go on to get both the quality of the videos and the efficiency of the process to a point where we're able to manage that has meant doing a lot of work. And as you can imagine, particularly if you run a business, you can't just put other work on hold because something else falls onto your desk, right? Just because we had to work out our internal video recording and editing process very quickly, it didn't mean and it doesn't mean that we can leave client work and just kind of delay it, right? We need to be delivering the work that we do day to day during the day, which means that the only time that we've really been able to work on this video stuff is in the evenings, which brings me right the way back to what I said about five minutes ago, which is that in the space in the evenings where I would normally be switching off and where I would normally be kind of uh, getting ready for bed, and I don't mean that in a physical sense of like getting undressed and getting into bed, but that kind of gradient down from uh, high energy work mode right the way through to like relaxed, ready to fall asleep. I've basically, for want of a better word, removed that for the last seven days like it just hasn't existed right it has been wake up work through until about six uh sit in front of a camera from like six till seven thirty p.m which in and of itself if you've ever done any video recording uh, as like a standalone two camera piece the energy that you have to bring for that to translate on camera uh, is in itself quite exhausting like it just takes a lot out of you when you're going non-stop for an hour and a half uh, and then, because we don't yet want to hand off the editing process until we have it documented and understood on our part, it's the whole, you know, don't don't ask others to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. You need to understand every nut and bolt within your business before you delegate it outwards. I've also been sat there and just editing the videos, understanding the workflow, understanding how long it should take for one of these videos to be produced. And that means that for the last few nights, I've probably been getting home at like quarter to 11 and then, um, you know, trying to fall asleep by about midnight, getting a fairly short period of sleep, getting a fairly shit quality sleep, and then being back up the next morning at like eight, half eight. And look, if you've ever listened to one of these podcasts, you will know uh, better than anybody else that I love sleep. And I also value sleep. I think that good uh, duration and good quality sleep is the biggest variable when it comes to your success for any given day and for the last week I just haven't had that I haven't had that in the quantity or the quality that I need and to be honest with you as a result of that I feel really quite run down particularly today uh, I have just been like running on 50% feeling a bit groggy um, just not feeling great not being overly focused and so I'm pleased to say the the filming and the editing process is locked down and so when i'm back from poland on monday night my regular sleep schedule will resume and as a result of that so too will my standard levels of focus and productivity but yeah basically that was a long and roundabout way of explaining why i'm fucking knackered 
Uh, and then, so the one thing I want to talk about today, just very quickly, because as you can probably tell, I am keen to go to bed, um, is I want to let you in on something that I haven't really spoken about before, and it is to do with the future plans for this podcast. Now, the only other people who know about this already are those of you who are on my email newsletter, uh, which, by the way, if you're not part of, you can go to seanspooner.co.uk forward slash email and be signed up in the next 20 seconds. I email you every Monday and every Thursday. Uh, Really good emails, actually. Really enjoy doing them. But anyway, unless you're part of that email newsletter, who I told yesterday you're not going to know about what I'm telling you. So, this podcast, it was only ever supposed to be a 52-week project. You know, if, if you've only ever listened to one episode, you will know that, right? Because at the beginning of every episode, I say for 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast, right? The clue is in the introduction that this was only ever going to be a 52-week project. And the idea of this project was, and to some extent still is, for me to document the journey between uh, 24, which is the age when I started it, and 25, which is an age which, I think I've explained this before, but 25 is an age that growing up I've always put on a pedestal. It's an age that I've looked at, and people like Jamal Edwards or Adnan Ibrahim, who are the two people I quoted in the first episode, when they, you know, they're, they're a few years older than me, I looked up to them as young people in business as I was growing up. When they reached roughly the age 25, they seemed to just hit a nice stride, right? They seemed to know themselves quite well. They seemed to have put in the foundational work into their businesses to the point where they were running quite efficiently. And they just seemed to have a really good year when they were 25. And as anybody who's ever achieved anything will know, um, good years don't come by accident. Good years come because for the last six or seven years before that good year, you've put in huge amounts of work and you've made big sacrifices and you've lived a life that perhaps most other people wouldn't be willing to live. And so having those thoughts, as I shared with you in episode one, I thought, you know what, for the one year run up to turning 25, before I reach this supposed pivotal age that I've always looked at and thought would mean so much to me, I'm just going to document my life, quite honestly, quite openly, in the way that I'm sure you've heard for the last 39 weeks, right? And that will continue to be the plan until the end of the 52 weeks. Nothing is going to change in the short term. But then this podcast is going to come to an end, kind of, right? The plan was always to end it there, but I've had a change of heart. So, I want to let you in on what's going to happen and the reason I want to do that so early because I know we still have you know three months still to go is that I want your help on this second series of the podcast that will start in January. So here's the thing right in uh, December when I reach my 25th birthday we will reach episode number 52 of this project and then at that point in theory this podcast should end but it's not going to. Instead I'm going to have a few weeks off between my 25th birthday and the first week of January and I'll be honest with you the reason for that is that as I'm sure you can appreciate this sometimes gets very tiring and it's quite apt that I happen to be knackered today but this is a good example right Um, having to live every other area of your life but then having to find the two and a half to three hours to then uh, collect your thoughts on each week and then record it in a podcast and edit it and publish it and all of the things that come along with this can get tiring and 
By the way, that isn't a complaint. I love doing this. It's probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life, and I look forward to continue to doing it. But for the weeks between my birthday, uh, so encompassing like my birthday, Christmas, New Year, I'm just going to take those weeks off. I'm going to not publish a podcast for maybe three weeks at the end of December, just because, you know, it would be nice to have some time off and reset. But then in January, at a time when this podcast should not have existed, I'm going to go again. But there's going to be a couple of important differences with the podcast from January onwards. Two important differences. One doesn't really matter right now. And the second, I need your help within the fairly immediate term. So the first difference is that this style of episode, what I'm calling like a journal entry, where I kind of just sit, tell you about my week, reflect on the thoughts I've had and try and share with you any lessons that I've learned from life this week. This style episode will only come out once every two weeks. So on average, this episode will be half as frequent. And the real reason for that, if I'm honest, is that some weeks, kind of like this week, when not a lot has happened and I haven't had a huge amount of time to collect my thoughts, um, these episodes can turn into me just thinking out loud. And, you know, whilst I know some of you listening perhaps still enjoy it because it does turn into a two-way dialogue when you get back in touch and we have conversations about the things that I speak about I don't think it's giving you the true value that I hoped it would in the long run and by that I mean in the first 10 to 15 episodes I had a lot of pented up thoughts that I could call on on demand to kind of create something to talk about in that particular episode and also just by luck or lack of a lot of shit happened during the first like 15 episodes like a lot of stuff but then in recent weeks I feel like I've just been busy uh, and there are some weeks where I just don't have anything that's that's really that interesting to share and so if I do it once every two weeks this style episode uh, it's my hope that not only will more have happened by the fact that the duration between episodes will be twice as long, but also that I can find some more intentional time in my schedule to give more thought to collecting the lessons and refining the lessons that I've learned in that period of time, to be able to hopefully offer you something that is really quite thought out each episode. I hope that makes sense. If you listen to the first, say, 20 episodes... I think you'll know what I'm talking about, which is that those first 15 to 20 episodes, they felt very tight and they felt very uh, considered, for want of a better word. And then as time has gone on, as is the nature of life, there have just been weeks where nothing happens. And I've made a commitment to you and I've made a commitment to myself to publish an episode every week. And so that's what I have done and that is what I will continue to do. But from January onwards, once we've passed the 52 week point, these journal style entries will become less frequent once every two weeks which probably in your mind leaves the question of what am I going to be doing on the other weeks and that's where I need your help so for the weeks where I don't publish a journal style entry um episode couldn't think of the word there good start uh for 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 on the weeks when I don't publish this style of episode I want to publish conversations with other Uh, like-minded people uh, in which we just have a chat people who have either already gone through an incredible life and therefore have 
interesting lessons to share, or indeed people who are currently going through their own challenges, their own interesting journeys, and have the kind of raw live stories to tell as they go. I just want to have some conversations. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you will remember, hopefully, during lockdown, I did quite a few Instagram lives with different people who I just personally found very interesting. These aren't celebrities. These aren't famous people. These are just people who are good at what they do in whatever discipline, who spend the time to consider their own thoughts and so who are very good conversationalists. And I kind of hope to extend that outwards into the podcast for the weeks where I don't publish a journal entry, right? I want to have conversations. I want to record them. I want to put them out here. And if you got my email the other day, you will remember that I said that these conversation episodes where I bring on a guest won't be interviews. And I think that's a really important and a really foundational point when it comes to what the second series of this podcast is going to look like, because they will not be interviews. Interviews are great, they have their place, but I think that the medium of podcast lends itself to having some sort of flow and feeling quite natural and quite open-ended, as if uh, a conversation on a podcast should be allowed to go wherever it goes, right? It shouldn't be confined by question one, then question two, then question three, and it just gets really rigid when people try and do interviews on a podcast, because... um, I don't know, I can't, without without going into huge detail, I can't go into what it is I particularly dislike about rigid interview podcasts, but basically what you need to know is that that is not what I'm aiming for with the other episodes. It's just going to be uh, either meet with somebody in person or jump on Skype, click record, have a conversation for an hour. We will talk about whatever we happen to talk about. We will hopefully share some interesting thoughts and insight and stories and lessons And then I'm going to publish that conversation unedited to the internet once every two weeks as the other episodes. And hopefully it will allow you to um, have some, some different thoughts. I think I've explained before that it's always my ambition with this podcast and with the email newsletter to share my thoughts so that you can have your own thoughts, if that makes sense. I think that the best content is the content that makes you think rather than the content that just tells you something. It makes you do that little bit of work to bridge the gap between what you've just heard and how it, you know, uh, reflects your experiences or how it relates to your life. And so I hope that by bringing other people onto this podcast, by giving you the opportunity to hear conversations with people who aren't me, I hope that it will broaden... Uh, the thoughts that you can have, the thoughts that I can have, and maybe even the thoughts of the people who come on as guests. So that's the plan. But what do I need your help with? Well, I need guests. And although we're three months away from the first podcast uh, episode of that style ever launching, it is no doubt going to take a while for me to speak with confirm and record with these guests because I'll be honest with you my target list has some fairly big people on and again I'm not talking about quote-unquote celebrities because it's just that doesn't interest me but people who are busy people right which means that I need to put quite a lot of planning and preparation into the process of getting in touch with and booking and speaking with these people 
So I need a list of people to contact fairly soon to get it done in time, to be able to publish some episodes in January. And so what I want your help with, or rather what I want your input with, as somebody who listens to this podcast, and hopefully somebody who's heard quite a few episodes, so knows a fairly good cross-section of my thoughts and my opinions and what I believe and what interests me. I want to know who is the one person that pops into your mind right now as you listen to this, who you think would be good on an episode of this podcast. Who would you want to hear me have a conversation with that is just open-ended, that doesn't really have an end point, where we just discuss life? And then whoever that person is, I want you to just uh, get in touch with me by Twitter, by Instagram, where I'm Spooner Sean, S-P-O-O-N-E-R-S-E-A-N, or email me, my email address is sean at patter.co.uk, and just let me know. Let me know who the person is that you would want to hear on this podcast, and I will make the commitment to you now that whoever they are, no matter how big, no matter how small their following is, no matter how well-known they are, regardless of what it is they do or what they're known for, My commitment to you is if you give me a name or names of people that you would like to hear on this podcast, I will get in touch with them and I'll do everything I can to make that conversation happen. And to be honest with you, that is all I have this week. I thought it was worth jumping on here before I start working on series two of this podcast to get you involved, to give you an update and to see if there's anybody that you can recommend that you think would be a good fit to have a conversation on series two. Right, I am going to go to bed, I'm going to get up in the morning, and then I am off to Poland for the weekend, so I'm sure I'll be telling you all about that this time next week, when I see you back here for episode number 40 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 